0: Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just be real honest with you guys today. Your pastor ain't leaving nothing on the table. I'm ready. Are y'all ready? I am so excited about this message because I believe that God's been cultivating it, not only in my heart, but in the heart of our church family. And today it's called crossroads. And I believe everybody comes to a point in their life where they're at a crossroad. And if you haven't, you will. Okay. Now that doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing. Sometimes it's a growing thing. Sometimes it's a, I'm going to stand, I'm going to go, I'm going on, whatever. But today I want to look through a few things and talk about that because God's going to show us something amazing. Do you believe that? Because it's not Buddy's going to show you something amazing. We're praying Buddy gets out of the way so God will show us all something amazing. Amen. That's my prayer and that's what I believe God's going to do. So in, in life, all of us face some challenges. Anybody face some challenges? Anybody face the challenges right now? Always, we got something to pray about, don't we? We've got something to go to the Lord about. But guess what? We've got a big, big God that loves you, Amen. Amen. And so today, be encouraged as we walk through this. So we start to find ourselves in, in different crossroads in life, and sometimes it's: Do I stay? Do I go? Do I put in for the new job? Do I marry the girl down the street? What, do I retire now? Am I hitting home anywhere? Do I take? Do I do I, do I do I pull the money out? Do I put the money in? Do I invest? What's going on? So there's always things. That we've got a crossroads to deal with. But let me tell you something. When you get to the crossroads, you're not by yourself. Amen. You are not alone. You got Jesus with you today? Amen. Amen. I came in here this morning and I said, man, they had it all cleaned up, got in here and everything else. I said, man, this is amazing. And I was talking to the Lord a little bit. I said, Lord, I, I just ask you to just work through me today. You know? How many? I'm going to tell you what, I do a lot of praying, and I appreciate y'all doing a lot of praying with me and for me so that the message can go through us, amen? And the Lord was just so gracious this morning, just tweaking a few things on the message. I go, that's a good point, Lord. Let's write it down. That's another good point. Because you know what? You can work on the message all week. But it's what he wants at the end of the day. And that's what I want to give you. So that's what we're going to go with today. So that's kind of really where we're starting at. I got a few things. I wrote down some cool notes that the Lord showed me last night. and I want to share that. So do, do you sense now, let me ask you this. Do you sense something new happening in your life? You know, do you think maybe it's a new season? Everybody might be in a different place, but let's talk about it. Maybe it's a new season in your life. You know, let's see what else we got here. Maybe it's a new season. Maybe it's a new direction. Maybe it's a new uh, decision that God wants you to make. But you know what? And even if it isn't, be prepared for change. Because that's one thing I can guarantee you. Life will change. God does not change. Somebody say Amen. So if we're holding on to him to chart our course, when things do change, ain't no big hotcakes, right? We're just going to keep on rolling. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's fun. I'm sure not saying that it's comfortable. But I'm going to tell you what: sometimes, ready? Sometimes it's necessary to get us to that divine thing that God's called us to. And we're going to we're going to go through a few things there. So often we're called to stand our ground when the pressure mounts, man, and then many times we just need to take a risk. I was listening to some stuff today, and I got ready. I was listening to some preaching this morning, and they said, whatever you tolerate is what you'll reap. Does that make sense? If you keep tolerating the same thing, it's going to bloom. Sometimes you've got to say, no, enough is enough. I'm done. I'm moving on, right? It's time to keep on rolling. What else? We start looking through life, and we start seeing different things right here. We We might have to step out a little bit. There's risk in life and sometimes you gotta take them. Maybe it's asking that girl out on the date, and she might be your wife. Maybe it's taking that promotion or not taking that promotion, and God's gonna put you in a position where you can turn around, and you can shine his light into that organization. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's at your school. Maybe it's you just standing up and saying, you know what, I will not bow with that. I'm gonna go with this. Maybe it's in our, in our state, in the way we vote when we say, you know what, I'm done with some of the stuff that you guys got voting on here. I'm over that. I will not stand with that. Church needs to be active, don't it? Are we the church? Then we've got something to do, don't we? But we got to put on the full armor of God, just like we were talking about before we came on. Hey, look, what about it? Sing a hallelujah? Praise a hallelujah? Share a hallelujah? Man, look at that. All through the Bible, when God's talking to his people, in the midst of those things... Something inside of them with David and others and, and Abraham and all that. They, they got to a point where they emptied their and they filled up on God. And I pray that that's what we get out of the situation today. There's a few more things I want to hit here. There's a great story that we're going to share. And I want to really just kind of pick three verses. Many of y'all know about Abraham and Sarah. Have you ever heard of them before? Uh, this is before they got their regular name. This is Abram and Sarah. So this is, look at this here. I'm going to read a little bit and then we'll jump on in here. So look at this. It says, Genesis 12.1, if you got your Bibles, we're going to do the first three verses today, and we're going to break it out, a little preaching and a teaching. It says, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. We're going to break that out in a little bit. I'm thinking, that's a pretty tall order, don't you? Basically, they're saying, oh, uh, You know what? Everything you know, everything you're trusted in, everything that you've ever thought about, what you thought about your pension plan and all the camels, look, I'll just walk away from it. And I'm going to show you. Wow. Now, we might not be in this situation like that today. You may not be like in that in a situation to that magnitude ever. But I will promise you this. There will be a situation in your life that you got to make some decisions. But I'm going to tell you what. He'll show you the way, Amen. That's the good news. That's the good news that God doesn't just throw us out there and we don't know what's happening. So there's a great story here. Abram and Sarah start out and, and they go and the Lord says, hey, look, I want to take you out of your comfort zone. Hey, He's going to move us out of the land that they're familiar with because he's slowly entering them into the promised land. do to get them in the right place. He wants to go ahead and get them right on over to where he needs them to be. God might get you fired. Did I say that? No. God might allow things happen in your life where you might have to regroup and start over. Let me tell you what. You don't have to raise your hand. Has anybody ever been fired? You could just wink. (laughs) I have. I was in total shock. How in the world can they live without me? Yeah, they did just fine. Yeah, that's 35 years ago. Man, it still stings. But however, and I'm I'm not saying I didn't have a part in all that and everything else. I guess there's a little communication problem okay but what I didn't know this that's a long walk home to tell your wife you ain't got no job amen I'm just telling you now I can tell you what they can either say what were you thinking or they say don't worry you're a good guy you're gonna come up with something else that happened to be the answer I got guess what that did I said yeah now you're talking right kept on going kept on going kept on going kept on looking I'd get up every morning at 7 o'clock Just like I was going to work I'm not, I'm not kidding to you And I would go look for a job My buddy took me on at a guitar shop He was good enough to do it I'd work at a guitar shop At 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock I'd leave there and dump trash at Fort Monroe From 5.30 to 10 o'clock But I still said I'm not working But I was working But I didn't have what the Lord had, had, had I thought prepared for me But God was preparing me In the midst of that So later on guess what I got the job that I have now guess what when I got the job that I got now I was making more than the guy that fired me tell me don't that don't feel good Woo! I was like man I get fired again I'll be in the fortune 500 I, I'm just kidding about that <laughs> I'm just kidding but but man what I learned in that long eight months of going in and looking at people say no we can't help you. We, we don't need any help today uh you sure uh, do you weld? No, I don't weld. Do, do you? I can do a little soft shoe. <laughs> you know, you've got to create, you'll give, you've got to allow your gift to flow, right? But I'm like 18. I don't even know anything about a gift uh, all other than this going, this is not good. But I knew one thing I wasn't scared to take a risk. If they had something going on, that's good. They said, hey, you know anything about working on these switches and everything? I said, uh, I know I'll try. You know, I said, oh, two wires. I got a 50-50 chance. I'm good. So guess what? Now, y'all really going to laugh. They had me as the vacuum cleaner (laughs) repairman. Woo! Come on, somebody. Hey, you get it wrong, it's a blower. You flip it back over and say, it sucks. I said, I'll get it in a minute. Hey, we can just use this to blow all the cigarette ashes off the floor. That's what we're doing. (laughs) I was like, Lord, hey, that'll get you praying. I I I don't want nobody to get electrocuted on my job. Man, but you know what? They gave me a chance, and I took the chance. There's many a chances that God will put ahead of you. It might not even look like a chance you want to take. Sometimes it's go. Sometimes it's stay. All right? Sometimes it's just hold fast. But I can tell you, after th- that's probably 35 years ago. I ain't never forgot that. Let me ask you something. You work in a company, and they got a cleaning crew? You know? Do you know their names? Do you know their names? because they're important. See what they didn't realize see some people treated me different because of the job I was doing. but they didn't realize God was working something bigger on the inside. Amen. Don't forget where you come from, but you ain't got to stay there, amen. That ain't even in the notes. I'm just giving you a sharing a little something right there. Let me tell you, that's amazing. You start doing a few things like that and you start coming around there and I saw a lady one day was working in my building. she was in her 80s. She didn't look like it. And I said, hey, ma'am, where's our regular girl? Where's Marie? She said, well, Marie's out today. What's your name? I talked to her a little bit. She said, honey, they wait till I'm 80 years old to get me rubbing up and down those steps. I said, you won't run them steps no more when I'm here. No, ma'am. I can do it. I said, you need that trash done upstairs? I got it. But see, she's kind of afraid because they might fire her. And she needs the job. I said, don't worry about it, because guess what? God gave me new knees. I ain't too busy. I run up there, made a new friend. Come down there. She just smiling, just a smile. And I said, I know that I know you from somewhere. Well, baby, I've been out here a long time. I said, no, no, no. See, I was setting the stage right there. I said, I know that I know you. I could tell by your smile. She said, you do? I said, yeah. You and I know somebody together. She said, who's that? I said, Jesus, she said, you're right there, baby. And I got to pray with her. I said, you know, we're going to pray over your knees. We're going to pray over this thing right here. But I'm promising you, if I see you in here, if you can't find me, you just say, tell them Buddy's going to take care of it, right? Because you know what? Sometimes you just need a hand. There's a difference between a hand out and a hand up, see? I'm all about a hand up. Because I know God has placed people in my life to help me at different times. So just little things like that. You know what? I bet she was out of her comfort zone. I bet you when she was 50, she never thought she'd be slinging trash at 80 years old. Amen? But that's okay. But along that route and along that path, God's going to make sure that you're taken care of. God's going to say, hey, even if you change everything up, I'm not changing. How many people know that's a good thing? Let's keep on rolling. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? I know Whew, I'm gonna have to listen to this myself because I know the Lord's moving. <laughs> so let me talk about some stuff that's a guarantee, right? Three things that you can look at is going to be guaranteed. Changes are coming, right? This is one of the things when the guys started. We got a couple of young guys just start working with us, and I said, "Hey, man, how's it going?" I said, "Do us a favor." I said, "Would you please weigh yourself?" They go, "What?" I said, "We got to bet on how much how much weight you are gonna gain in the first year, right?" It's great, it is. Because I'm going to tell you what, I was looking one day, and I looked back, and I saw some pictures and saw some different things like that, and we were working on something. I go, that looks like my hair. That don't look like my waist. What's going on? Hey, 20 pounds, 30, 20 years, 30 pounds, something like that. A good body. I was like, man, you, you ever notice when you look back at a picture, you go, I was so young. <laughs> I was so young. Yeah, yeah. and then how about this? How many people like the new light bulbs that they're coming out with? I want no parts of that. He likes them. That's good. Well, that's because you got a good smile, brother. That's good. We put one in the bathroom, in Jesse's bathroom. Denise stayed out of there for a week. She said, we need to change that. Yeah, she said, I don't want that. She said, you need to change it. I said, we don't need to change it. I said, I like that. She said, I don't like that. Now, I don't know why, because... You look good, baby. You see, I covered that. See, I circle that wagon. I circle that wagon, boy. Woo! Now, me, I'm going, what in the world is this slot in my face? You know? My goodness. You know, I, I sometimes think, I wonder if I slept like this. <laughs> you know? Phew. <laughs> man, I tell you what, a blind man can read my face like braille. Is that how you get older? He's, I believe you're getting older. But you know what? It's probably from smiling. I'd rather smile. That has nothing to do with the message, but we're having fun anyway. But change is coming. You can see it in your countenance. You can see it in a lot of things. Now, change doesn't always have to be bad, does it? Yeah, but most of the time it is, isn't it? (laughs) I'm checking you out. Y'all say, well, I don't know. know, But change is coming. So you know what? If you prepare yourself for change and realize that God's never changing and you continue to hold on to God and just say, well, you know, even if this changes, I'm going to keep on going with what God said. How about that? Because i I, I tell you, when when things were changing, like I go back to that job thing, things were changing. My buddy told me, he says, look, he he got a deal on songwriting. That's amazing, man. That's what every guitar picker is on. And he got a deal with songwriting. He said, "Uh, I want you to take over the music shop. Now, for eight months, I ran the music shop. Prior to eight months that, I thought that would be a kid in a candy store. When he told me that, he said, you can take it over. We'll work it out. I own everything in here. We'll work it out. Whatever works for you. Now, this is a guy that doesn't have a job. That plays guitar says, whatever works out for you, we'll make it. Well, you make some money. I'll get my money back. I'm going to go do something else. I'm, I'm leaving what I know behind. Now, eight months before that, I would have said, Whoo! Get guitar man. Yes, sir. Let me tell you what. I'm not even sure he finished saying, would you like, to, I said, No. No. See, back then, you couldn't leave. Can you imagine me in one building? I can't even stand still here. There's no call forwarding, no cell phone, nothing. You had to be right there. Well, I don't know. Can you stay open 30 more minutes because I might buy something. Okay. They didn't show up. See, I was bound to that. So I'm glad that I experienced a few things because I might have took the wrong deal. I don't think that would have been a good thing for me. Do you know how many guitars we had? I'll tell you, 267. You want to know why I know? Because I played every one of them. I was going crazy in there. I go, I got to have a job. I got to have a job. I went around there, I played a G chord on everyone. Bring, 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 bring. Even got a mandolin. Ding, ding, ding. I don't know how to play a mandolin. I was like, this is not good. But it was a blessing at the time. Because one, you know what I learned there? He entrusted me with something. How many people entrust everything they have bought and built into a, to, to a business and trade and, and turn around and entrusted somebody eighteen years old? I had made up in my mind. I will never let this guy down. Because when everybody else walked away, he didn't. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Whatever. That was it. I ain't taking no guitar picks. I ain't stealing nothing. I ain't taking nothing. nothing. This is it. He said, Get what you want. I said, I don't need nothing. You gave me a job, right? But see, what did I learn through there? Things were changing. I had just got burnt and bruised from losing. I was going to school, man, paying out of my pocket, doing an electrical course, everything else, going to Thomas Nelson, man, getting with it, going back. Just got a raise, and they go, Hey, um, we don't like the way you did this. You're gone. Guess what I said? I said, if I cried a little bit louder, I'm gonna get me a drink on that one. Mm-mm-mm. Let me tell you, there's probably some claw marks on that job site where they let me go. But man, am I happy now that they did. The reason I bring that up, change doesn't have to be bad, but sometimes it sure is uncomfortable. And it will make you dig down, reach in, and find out what you're made of. And I tell you what I hope that it does, that it draws you closer to Jesus, amen? Because I might not have been praying too much before that, didn't have no problem praying after that because the light bill was still coming. I had a huge, huge, huge truck payment of $165. How am I going to make it? Man, but you know what? Hey, man, I cashed in cans. I did all types of stuff, whatever I had to do because you know what? I ain't too proud because my family is going to make sure, I was going to make sure they were covered right? Never laid on anything. Thank the Lord. So all that I'm saying is change is coming. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's tough. But guess what? The good news is God is always faithful. Somebody say amen. He is always faithful. God will use different situations and the the changes to cultivate what he wants in our heart to grow us for the next season of our life. Amen. Just like I said, hey, when I meet somebody, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're a doctor or, 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 or whatever. Sweeping the street, because God started giving me His eyes. I said, the, the world's eyes. There's something valuable that He has placed in each and every person, man. I don't don't let your job define you. You know what you need to do? This is what I've been working. I'm gonna let Jesus define me. Amen. Yeah. People say, oh, you play guitar. You play, yeah, I play a little guitar. Well, what do you do for a living? I said, I'll tell you what I get to do for a living. It's not a job, it's a mission. You're on a mission? I'm on a mission. Yes, I am. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Don't care where, when, who, what. Yes, I will. Because you know what? I know that that's what God's called us to do. Amen. How about that? He's always faithful. When you think there's no way out, let me tell you, don't worry about it. Just trust God. I said there's another guarantee. See, we, when we digest this truth, it takes the worry out of the equation. It takes the worry out of the equation. It starts starving our doubt, man. So see, when God turns around, we, said, we know that God is good, God is faithful, God is love. Guess what? That's going to outweigh the situation. Not saying your situation is easy. Not saying that, that oh, don't worry about this and that and all that. I am saying don't worry about it. I'm saying check on God and see what he says. Go and lean with, on with God has got for each and every one of us. And look at this. We need to leave the woulda, shoulda, coulda behind. We're not real good at that sometime, are we? Would have, should have, could have. We just keep bringing them back and bringing them up. Well, you know this, that, and everything, but I'm going to tell you what. How many people have ever scraped their arm, their knee, something like that? Did you pull the, Band- did you pull the Band-Aid off and, and pull the scab off every time it healed up? If you did, you're probably still dealing with it, Right? It takes time sometimes for it to heal up, time for for things to get in place, other things going on. But God is faithful. And let me tell you something else you can always count on this. Doubt's always calling. It's always calling. Well, you never know. I ain't saying no names, but I work with some folks that, that man, they must pack up a boatload of doubt and bring it into the job. How you doing? I said, man, it's a great day. Yeah, but it's supposed to be 30 tomorrow. I ain't even there. We might not, uh, you know what I like to do? (laughs) We might not live that long. We might not even make it to tomorrow. (gasps) Do you know where you're going? But today's a good day. What would happen if you, every time somebody said that, you just turned around and put something like that on them? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to refinance my house, but, uh, you know, they locked this rate in, and now, now the rate's going down. Okay, you know he, you, you know, things change. Didn't we say that? God's faithful. But doubt is always calling to you. Always want to bring you over to the other side, don't it? Well, I don't know. Have you ever heard everybody say this? You tell them about your big dreams and everything else. And then they say, well, what are you going to do if this happens? What are you going to do about it if that happens? It's good to talk through and have a plan, okay? I think it's good to, to listen and all that. But you got to be careful if it's a divine plan that God's placed in your heart. Keep on trucking, baby. Keep on going. Because you know what? People don't want to take risk. You talk about something else. I'm going to be honest with you. We didn't even record this stuff for a long time. Because I was like, I don't know. I'm, what happens if I say something stupid? Then I look back at all the stuff on the audio. I said, I've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> you know? Lord, just help me fix it. You know? But through that, you know what? I am just saying, Lord, touch it. This, this is about you. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Better get out of the way. How many people know sometimes we got to get out of the way so God can do his best work? Amen. He wants to use you. He wants to work through you. But doubt continues to call. You're always going to have some naysayers. Anybody got any of them at their workplace? And you know what? They got some a few haters out there. Yes, they do. But you know what? If you're going to doubt something, y'all ready for something real simple? If you're going to doubt something, why don't you just doubt your doubt? I know that sounds crazy. Just doubt your doubt. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, you know what? I don't think it's going to happen. That's doubting your doubt. That's speaking of positive. Did God call you to it? He's going to work it through you. He's going to make things happen. Doesn't mean that you won't learn in those situations. I always say this. We've had the privilege to do like four CDs. We got some more music if we ever get around to it. If the Lord calls us to do that, we'll do some more. But I know this. I had to do the first recording first to get to the fourth recording. You say, what are you talking about? Hopefully they get better. But if I would have never started, I would have never grown. I would have never known. I would have never figured some of that stuff out. And God put people in my life that I could help and they could help me in the midst of that. Guess what? When we were were doing this, the first, it was a cassette, that tells you how long ago. we were first doing that, I'm getting to talk about Jesus. The guy's mixing the stuff over and over and over and over. He calls me. He goes, man, you know, at first I was just trying to help you out. He said, but that's starting to make a lot of sense. Woo, Jesus is working. Going to get the sound engineer saved. There you go. Then you do a few other things and stuff. And go out. And I had one of my buddies, he was doing a little Christian thing. See, I thought, well, I'm just going to do my thing. And we like doing our own thing. I didn't see this as a privilege. I saw this, this, this next thing as, man, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it. And the guy said, hey, I'd really like you to come play on, on one of my CDs. I'm like, well, when, man? I was like, oh, well, I don't know and all this. And the Lord just said, well, you don't get too busy to help somebody. I said, okay. So I went. I had the best time. You know what's so cool? He said, he said look, I'm not going to, just, look, just, I never even heard the song, right? And they put me in this little studio thing. It's like on TV. You got all the earphones and all this stuff. And I just brought my little stuff. I just knew. It. I was like, okay. I got three chances. It's going to be loud, louder, and loudest. Which one y'all want? Yeah. Woo, overdrive. So anyway, I was in there. And this guy, I could see him talking through the screen, right? And he says, we're going to roll this, and uh, you do what you do. And we'll see what's going on. I could see that the guy wasn't real crazy about me doing the CD thing. And the guy said, no, man. I so anyway, I said, I thought myself, said, I, said, I don't need to look at this guy. He's gonna jam me up. I'm just gonna listen. Lord, what do you want me to play? So I did that. Boom, he hit it. I said, Oh, that's good. Okay, it's in the key E. And that guy went. Could you do that again? I said, I'm thinking, I could do that all day long because I love it. That's good. If you like that, we're in. Boom, 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 boom. And so the next thing you know, the guy's got there talking to me, different But he didn't want to talk to me in the beginning. Cause I was a little scruffy had a little long hair, little thing else, but he didn't know my heart because I had already prayed, Lord, you know what? You give me an opportunity. I want to do my very best for this guy's project and have to be a Christian project, too. That's cool. From that, later on, one of my buddies got a a, a real big church over in Hampton. Uh, If I told you the name, you know it. And he called me. I ain't seen him since high school. He said, hey, man. I said, hey. He said, I want you to do me a favor. He said, I wrote this new song, got Buddy Chapman all over it. I said, what? He said, I need you to do that picking thing that you do. I'm thinking, I'm not sure you're listening to the same stuff I do. All right? And this, again, I want to make sure. This is not a buddy thing. I'm telling you how the things that were a little awkward for me. I knew what he was asking. I knew what, what I could kind of do. But I didn't know how it was going to work out. And I told, So I started giving him all the excuses. Oh, man, I'd be glad to do it. But look, you got to promise me something. If you don't like what I did on, this, on the album, on the CD, you'll just let it go and then we're good. I didn't want to put nobody in a, in, a, in a bad situation. You know what he said? He said, come here, come here, come here. I need to pray over you. Look, this is for the Lord. You're a believer of the Lord. Lord's going to give you what you need. It's going to be perfect. I said, okay, pray. <laughs> and man, we got to do a few songs and everything else. But see, right then... One time I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Next time I'm like, okay, but and I had all these butts and all these different things. But you know what? God said, look, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna teach you some stuff. You know what? It was never about the music. It was always about the heart. It was always about the heart. Would I be willing to help somebody? And then would I be willing to step totally out of my comfort zone and do a different style of music and stuff like that, just because it's not what I normally do. And God shows me this. I've got all types of varieties that I like. i got all types of things I'll use you in if you'll just be obedient to that. And you know what? Isn't that a blessing? So the reason I tell you all these things like this, there was doubt calling. In the midst of my opportunity, I was listening more to the doubt than the opportunity. Don't get caught up with that. We ain't even got going. Everybody doing all right so far? We're going to get going. I've got something else on here. I'll tell you one thing again. Our greatest guarantee is Christ. Amen? Our greatest guarantee is Christ. All right, if you've got your handouts, we're going to look at this a little bit. So look at this. If we're going to step toward our, our destiny, we've got to be listening to the Lord. And sometimes we have to step away from our comfort zone. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we have to step away from our comfort zone, what's predictable, what's easy, and, and step in to what God has for us and step away from some of the things that we're so secure in. Maybe it's our 401k, maybe it's our job, maybe it's this and all this. But sometimes we got to step away and know what we need to do? We need to seek God's direction. We need to seek God's direction. The Lord knows the plans that He has for us. He's placed a mission in each of us and He's got a gift in us to share. And you know what? I said, How sad is it to realize that many folks have been laying in a cemetery, got the name and a date on their headstone, and never unpacked the gift? that God placed in them to share with the world. Did you catch that? See, a lot of people get up, and they'll go through the motions. A lot of people just get up and do their thing and everything else and just get by, but God had greatness planted in them, and they never let it bloom because they're scared. I've learned a lot of things from my children. Here lately, Jesse has took me under his wing and taught me a lot of stuff. He said, Dad, you can't play the game scared. I will not run my business scared. I was like, well, you know, you know, Dan wants you to play it safe. He says, no, I'm going to follow my passion. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing it. That's why I get up at 430. That's why I do what I do. I said, okay, that's good. And I start working this message, and I'm like, that's what the Lord wants us to do. We want to always play it safe. We want to play it comfortable. We don't want to take any chances. We don't want to offend anybody. I'm so tired of people being offended, I don't even know what to say. Get over it. That's what I'm just telling you. Just get over it. Well, I don't like, I don't like the way your, your hair looks. Well, get a, buy a hat. You know, whatever. Give me a hat i wear. I, I, it's, it's everything. I saw somebody was going to sue their parents for being born. That's crazy. I'm surprised my folks didn't sue me for being born. Gee, it's, it's nonsense, isn't it? I mean, I think it's just like, let's just see how stupid we can get to things. Man, we got to get back to the. We got to get back to the foundation. We need to be seeking God's direction. Now let's get back to the story. Verse one says we read it a little while ago. I'll bring it back. It says the Lord had said to Abram, "Leave your native country, your relatives, your families, uh, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you." Man, think about that. That's a big deal, especially back then. But it's a big deal anytime. Can you imagine? You're 18. See you later. Woohoo! Mama, cut up the credit cards. They ain't taking no calls. That's it. You're on your own. Get out the nest. Right? I don't think that's actually the situation that we need to go with. But, see, he wasn't alone. God says, I'll tell you what. If you just trust me in all these things, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Here's a guy that didn't have any children. God said, I'm going to do the impossible. What man thinks impossible. I'm going to make it possible in you, will you trust me? Maybe God's telling you that today, that he wants to work the, the possible in your impossible. But boy, we like to drag that impossible right. That's just impossible. That's impossible, impossible. I'm going to tell you what, you know what's impossible in, in, in man's mind? That somebody would love us so much to lay down their life. Huh? And raise it up on the third day so when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that we will be secure, that we will be saved for eternity. Not just while your hair looks good, not just while everything's going well, but even on your worst day, God still sees the best in you. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about today. So we're going to take steps towards your destiny. Yes, our destiny is ultimately to be with Christ and and, uh, Father God forever, right? But what about along the way? I want to take everybody I can on that. Woo, man, I'm going to tell you what. I, I pray that even on my deathbed, if I got enough energy, I got a nose, I could breathe. And, and it lasts a week with that beak and just keep on preaching, 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 man. Right to the end. So somebody somebody, could get saved. Maybe, maybe, maybe right then. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's a nurse. Maybe it's somebody at a car wreck. Maybe whatever. Wouldn't it be amazing to be able to take one more person into the presence of God? Just take one more person into the presence of God. Even on your worst day, God will use you. God will use you in a mighty way. Look at this. But you know what? We need to abide in Christ. We need to abide in Christ. What does that mean? We need to stick close to him. We need to listen to what he said. We need to be reading his word. They say, you know what? That you are the sum of the five people that you hang out the most with. Guess what? Got three of them already. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Find your two other people that believe you in. Right? You're supposed to laugh there. But I'm just saying choose your company wisely. Choose your company wisely. You know what? We should be the influence. We should be the influence. Are we the influence? Let me ask you a question. here, This is preaching to me first. Who's watched the news lately? Just flip through. Read something. Do you honestly believe that the church is the influence right now? Not at all. Wake up. We got to do it. We got to do it. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't. You know what? I don't get into a lot of politics stuff. But when it's moral stuff, I'll be right there standing with you. I'm not going for all that. Let's see what God says about things. And then go accordingly. So many times... We like to abide when it's comfortable. And then we kind of want to do our own thing when it's not. Right? I pray that we continue to abide. You know, your destiny is is not always on your front porch. But you know what? I said, but if if we're called to leave, we can rest in the assurance that God will take us there and show us the way. Just like, you know what? Hey, he had to get out. He had to move. He had to get to that place. You know? I had to lose my job to get a better job. That's the way it worked, right? I had to go through a few things to mold me and sculpture me so that maybe I'd be a little bit more compassionate. I know y'all didn't believe I wasn't compassionate one time, right? Still working in that. Still working in that. It hurts me if somebody's hurting it concerns me if somebody don't know Jesus. It concerns me if somebody can't make the bills. It concerns me when those different things. It concerns me when people, when I leave in the morning, and I don't know, maybe they'll go to church on Saturday night, but most of the cars in my neighborhood are still in the parking lot. And when I come home, they're still there too. I'd rather say, man, y'all, come on. That's it. Going through the parking lot yesterday. Man, oh, man. Going through the parking lot, saw this good-looking lady come in, look just like you. She was out there. I said, hey, look at it. Chrissy parked right beside us. Nine million cars she parked beside us. How you doing? And then I walked a little bit, and I heard a guy say, hey, buddy. (laughs) Hadn't seen this guy in 20 years, man. (laughs) So I guess that's a good thing that he could make me out. And I I could see him. He he said, how's it going? He said, yeah, 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 how's it going? He talked a little bit. and, And then the next question is just usually the question here. You still playing guitar? Yeah, playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, he said, uh, I hear you doing the preaching thing. I said, yeah, man. I said, God has been so good. And you know what he did? He reached out he said, I'm glad you found your way. I said, me too. Me too. See, the way was already there, but I was going like this. How about y'all? He's the way, the truth, the life. He's the way. You know, when I was was hanging out with a guy, he never beat me down or anything like that, but I knew something was different about the guy. But you know what, after all those years, see, that right there is the biggest compliment I could ever get in my life. That doesn't mean Buddy's doing everything right, all these things. You know, I'm not saying that, but I'm gonna tell you what. I don't care if they know I play guitar. I don't care if they think my hair is good, bad, whatever. The lady told me the other day when I got my hair cut, the mullet's coming back in. (laughs) Woo! I waited them out, baby. Hey, Rick. Woo! There we go. We're going, baby. We're going back. And then she cut half of it off. <laughs> I say, wait a minute. That's going to take a while. But you know what? I'll tell you something else. While I was there, she asked me what I did. I said, oh, you know, I said, I got the best thing going in the world. I said, I get to tell people about Jesus all the time. She said, you do? Are you preaching? I said, yeah, but I t- even if I won't preach it, I'd still be telling everybody about Jesus. And she asked me this question, I love it. She spun me around in the chair, doing all this, and we're talking, me and her, the only one in the whole place. She said, do do you ever regret coming to the Lord? I said, excuse me? She said, do do you ever regret, you know, things that you wanted to do before you, like that? And I I love people right where they're at. And so while she was spinning me around, I said, yeah, I do have a few regrets. She was ready for the dirty laundry. She stopped. She went, what's that? I said, you really want to know? She said, yeah, I'd like to know. She said, how long have you been with us? I said, since about 1995. What, what is your biggest regret? <laughs> that I waited so long. Oh. She, did. she didn't expect that. Yeah. I said, man, if I'd have known what God would have been doing in my life early on, I would have said, Woo, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Everybody tried to tell me, but guess what? I was listening to me. Instead of everybody else. Y'all ever get like that? Gotta be me. Well, how y'all, do y'all do that when y'all say, and look at me? <laughs> That's it. I only got one dance. Just said, so he does the cha-cha. That's it. And I'm going to tell you how to dance. This is Denise. When we go dancing, this holiday, I can't dance. So I just go, woo! And I point. <laughs> woo! And I point. <laughs> she said, why are you pointing? I said, I don't want nobody looking at me. <laughs> woo! I don't know nothing. <laughs> woo! Over there. So you know what? Hey, it's, it's an obvious lesson in there. You know what? When people start looking at you, you just say, Woo, Jesus. You get in here praising if you clapping all like this and half halfway over here, half in, half out, you just say, Woo, praise the hallelujah, praise the hallelujah. You're right in there, man. We get worried about what everybody's going to say instead of abiding in the Lord. You didn't think I was going to bring it back, did you? Boom, here we go. Number two. I will, make, I will make you a great nation. See, look, as he stepped forward, look what happened in his life. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. How many know sometimes when God's blessing you people just in the presence, you end up getting blessed by it? Man, do you get mad? Don't get mad. Just say, look at that. Just think if God was walking with you by yourself, you'd have, we'd have even twice as much blessing. But it's amazing sometimes. God is always, always faithful. God loves us and working in our life. I want to read a few things here. I said, who knows where God will take your story if you just let him? Your story, your life. We've been working through some stuff with Randy Frazee. Uh, is the guy that's the, that we've been doing the Bible study online. He talks about the upper story and the lower story. The upper story being from God's perspective. And the lower story is kind of what we see. But we have the privilege of looking back about 2,000 years and seeing all of God's upper story, right? So think about this. One day, years from now, you'll look back on your life and see the whole story. What's it going to be? I felt like God was calling me, but I was afraid, so I did nothing. Or will it you have have a faith-filled adventure to tell? The difference is whether or not you're going to say yes to God and follow the destiny that he has before you. Man, I do not I want to get to the finish line and find out that I left a whole lot on the table, right? And I'm sure there'll be some boxes there, you know, if you want to put it that way. But I'm going to tell you what: I pray when to go back through my life and they go, Woo! On Sunday, boy, you didn't leave nothing on the table. You told them everything you could about me. Hey, I'll walk you out to the parking lot. You want to talk about Jesus some more? Come on, we can. I'll pretend to come. Whatever." Man, I want you to know how good God is. I want you to know how amazing you are. I want you to know what God's planted in you. You know, when people say, well, you know, I don't go to church all the time. You don't have to go to church to be a believer. You are right, but you miss out on so much. And we miss out as the church body. Because you're bringing something to the table. You're bringing a gift. How many people get together their family? I always think about that. Maybe Thanksgiving, everybody around there. Uncle Joe don't show up. Aunt Sally can't come. It's a void. You miss them, right? Even if you got a crazy uncle buddy. My, my niece and nephew aren't here, so I'll say a little bit. They're so kind to me. They say, Uncle Boy, we love hanging out with you. you you're just crazy. <laughs> I, I said this before, but this is fun. One of the things we used to do when we got our family together, and some of y'all heard it, but I got, I, got to, I got to do this right here. We do props and stuff. You got different props, and you got to act out somebody. We did this at Tanya and Tim's one time. It was so good. I, maybe Tim will, will break it out. He acted out me and Denise when we were first dating. Tim had like a little wig on. And thinking, hey, baby, hey, baby, baby," right? You know, just having a good time. So you don't realize what kids are watching all the time, right, in your life. So we were playing and my niece and nephew and stuff going. A lot of times I pick them up. We do something. We go through the drive-thru and stuff like that. So it was my nephew's time. He's probably about 13, 12, something like that. He goes, I got one, I got one, I got one. See if y'all know who this is. He goes, gets my ministry jacket off grandma's bed. We were over at her house. Puts my keep the promise thing on. Acts like he's in the drive through Hey. Yeah, how y'all doing? Y'all want Big Mac fries? Milk, milkshake machine broke down again? Yeah. Y'all know where I'm at now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, okay. All right, come on. Down. That'd be 432. Hey, do y'all know about Jesus? <laughs> hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. I'm telling them about Jesus. <laughs> you see, because that's what he had seen. He knew. I didn't care if you had the French fry machine. I don't care if I'm low on ketchup packs or whatever. I said, we're going to share some Jesus up here. I don't know they're going to go get them. on. Go get them. You know? So, you know, but they were watching that. They were watching that there. You know, I pray that, you know, that that is the impact that I have on my family, that I have on other folks. How about you? What are they seeing in your life? And what do we do need to make adjustments? Because I know there's adjustments in my life uh, all the time. But you know what? That was a blessing to me. But you know what? I guarantee you, as you look through this, look what the Lord tells him. I will make you. I will bless you. Look at this. Make you famous. I ain't worried about famous. I want to be famous in the Lord, right? You will be a blessing to others. Now, I want to be a blessing to others. How many people like being a blessing? It's nice, isn't it? Now, there's some folks that want to be a blessing. They want to do this. I I ain't going to do that. I was going to stand on that. And Tim said, no, don't do that. (laughs) But they get up there and go, look at me. Look what I did. I'd rather just sit back over there and go, man, look at God. Look what God just did over there. Look what God's doing over there. See, you know what? When you do all this, you got your, your, your do right there. Man, when you do this and glorify God, let me tell you, I know they're rejoicing in heaven. Look at that. He's one of ours. He's pointing to Jesus. She's pointing to Jesus. Man, that's a difference maker. That's what we have the ability to do because we're carrying all that inside of us, the Holy Spirit. So look at this. This life right here is bigger than just you. It's bigger than just you. Think about it. The way you handle your business, the way you do stuff at work, the way you handle you know, your, your kids and everything else, the way you take care of your grandmama and your mom and everything else, it's bigger than you. If I don't want to go visit my mom for a week, guess what? It ain't good. That's not going to happen as long as I'm breathing, as far as I know. But you know what? It's bigger than me. People rely on you. People invest in you. People are trusting in you. People are saying, you know what? I see something different going on in their life. That doesn't mean that we don't stumble, and that doesn't mean that we don't have some bumps, bruises, and setbacks. But you know what? If you sow enough seed into people's life, guess what? The ones that really love you pick you up and say, come on, let's keep going. That's a big thing right there. Who are you investing in? What are you investing in? Mm -mm -mm. Real quick story. Please, please, you got to promise me this. Not a buddy story, God story. There was a guy I met. I refinanced my house, met this guy at my house, came over, refinanced my house, led him to the Lord, right? Made some bad decisions. He didn't have nobody else to talk to. The Lord put us back together. And I got to speak into his life. I said, man, look, man, you're going to come out the other side of this, everything else. I got through all the things that come along with bad decision. Probably 10 years go by. I can't remember what day it was. It was a holiday. It was like a three-day weekend. And it was warm out, so whatever one that is. He calls me. He said, you know who this is? I said, I know exactly who this is. How you doing? He said, I'm doing good. He said, I got somebody wants to talk to you. I said, okay. I ain't probably seen this guy in I don't know how long. It was his dad. I've never met the man. I think the man's the only one. He said this. He said, I know you don't know me, but I I want to thank you for believing in my son and standing up for him when nobody else did, when he didn't choose wisely. He's a changed man. Thank you. Woo! You can't buy no phone call like that, but you know what? If God had not changed my heart, I wouldn't have been in a position to help somebody change theirs. So, buddy, don't get no credit. God gets the credit because it's bigger than you. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. He's doing things. He's doing some things. Man, I tell you, let's keep on rolling. Verse 3 says this. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who treat you uh, with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Again, it's bigger than you. God is for you he will protect you, he will provide for you, he will get you through to the other side. Look at that. I said, look what happens as we go through this thing here. When when we see God's favor upon us, man, we need to be sharing it. Many times those in your family, in your workplace, in your circle are blessed as a result of you being faithful to what God called you to, stepping towards your destiny. Man, that's amazing if we would just go when God says go. And do what he asks us to do. Amen. Everybody doing good? So, this is what I'm going to kind of bring it home, the conclusion here. And and this is what I want you to see. There's three things that we could take away from this today. There's many more, but these are really, I just want to hit on a few of them. Whether we go, stay, or even when we stray, God is still faithful. God is still faithful. I'm not giving you a calling card to live any way you want or anything else. I'm just saying, you know what? It's better for all of us preaching to me first if we follow what God's got. Look at this. The key is to rely on the Lord. And I wrote down here, I said, listen to the Lord and give it to the Lord. See, a lot of times we bring it to the Lord. We listen to the Lord. Then we pick it back up and still do it our way. Am I the only one that ever done that? Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. All right. So look at that. That's the key. We turn around. We rely on the Lord. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. But I know it's going to be the best if I trust him. Even if I don't see the answer this side of heaven, does that change who he is? If the answer is not what I want, doesn't mean that he's any less God. You know what? I could have took when I lost my job and go, man, where was God in that? He was getting you a better job. How about that? You know? But I didn't see that then. Or maybe it was because God was cultivating my heart to remember where I came from. You Remember those two wires I showed you how to hooked up so you could provide for your family? You remember all that trash in there? You know what? When I was at Fort Monroe, we will go back to this. I had a lot of people on their way up. They just throw the coffee grounds and stuff in here and give me a dirty look and everything else and all that. Now, I don't know about all the hierarchy, but I'm thinking if you're a general, you're pretty well up the food chain. Is that right? Guess who used to hang out with me? He said, buddy, how you doing? Take a break. I sit up in the office, and all those guys that were working for him go, how's you going, how's your family doing? I said, we're hanging in. You need anything, you let me know. I really appreciate what you do. You come in here with a good attitude. That's good. See? But guess what they did? The folks lower on the food chain there, right, on that, so to speak. They didn't like it that he liked me. But I was still getting blessed in the thing. Guess what? He said, hey, you know what? He said, I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, everything. I told them, what, I told them to go here and take this out, do this, everything else. He said, so you should be able to get out of here early the next few weeks while I'm gone. Don't even worry about this. It's good. Don't even worry about it. You can leave early. I said, I appreciate that. Now they're going to cut my pay. That's <laughs> what so I was thinking. No, you know what they did? They allowed me to come back and work on the machines more to make even more money. You see all those things, you say, well, what does that have to do with church? Church is not the building, church is the people. And life is what we're living, and I'm sharing some things that God showed me as I went through. And each and every one of y'all got the same story, or a story, that's just as magnificent, just even more so. But I'm going to tell you what, if God can show up while I'm putting together a vacuum cleaner and dumping coffee grounds, what was he going to do in your life when you call out to him? He's willing are you so here's something else we talk about go stay or even when we stray if it's go then look forward he will guide you and provide do you have any idea how terrified I was when we started this church Woo! I see a few folks over here from the beginning I appreciate that what happens if I don't have enough material. What happens, if, what happens if I say something wrong? What happens? What What if? What if? What if? What if? What if you had just trust the Lord? You know? That's what we do. We're going to trust the Lord. How about this? If the Lord says stay, then keep looking up. So we're looking forward. We're looking up. You know, he'll sustain us. He'll work right through that. And then lastly, look at this. What about when we stray? So this is what we got up. He says, hey, if it's go, look forward to what the Lord's leading. If it's stay, keep looking up for him to tell you which way to go and when to go and how to do it. And then if we stray, then look to the cross, the finished work of the cross, and realize that you've been redeemed, you've been set back in the family, that you know what, that God paid the price for your sin and my sin totally at the cross died and and rose on the third day, sits on the right-hand side of God, and and, and interceding for us. That's the gospel. That's the message. If you don't hear anything else I say today, hear that, grab that, receive that, and then share that. Amen? Because it doesn't matter if you're staying, if you're going, if if you're out out here, out of bounds, colored out of line, anything like that. God is still for you. He's wanting you to come back home. We're going to share a song in a little while. It talks about, you know, where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll say. Man, what would our life look like if we did just that? If we just said, you know what, I just want my answer to be what God has. How are we looking on time? Anybody hungry? Good, I got one more story for you. I was thinking about this last night. I'm going to give you this last little bit here. I had to go, I had to stay, and I had to us. I thought about a go when God told me to go somewhere, and I, I, and I went. But the Lord had been working in my heart. My dad um, didn't have a brother. He had three sisters, and he's the oldest. But he had a buddy. It was tight. A guy named Glenn. And Glenn's son was about my age. Worked at a car lot, doing good. A bunch of brothers had this car lot. Man, they were making money. Things were going good. Everything else. And one of the brothers bought a motorcycle for the other brother. And he said, "You want to ride?" It? He said, "Yeah." Went around the block, wrecked it, paralyzed from the neck down. So my dad's friend, the dad, y'all with me, came, and they were over in Norfolk. And he said, "Would you come? Would you and buddy, buddy Lee, come?" That's me. Yeah. And I saw how close they were. And I saw how devastated he was. And I saw how much he trusted the Lord. Time goes by. The son gets a little bit better, goes through some stuff, but he had some some major things going on. I still call my dad's friend. He still calls me. Hadn't seen him in a while. And he's an older gentleman, and, and his health is, is, is pretty tough sometimes, him and his wife. And about three years ago, he called, I, I talk to him all the time, but about three years ago, he said, hey, bud, I want you to do something for me. I said, what do you want? He said, Glenn Jr.'s in the hospital, and I can't get back there. I don't think he's going to make it. He said, he ain't going to make it. Well, you go, and you pray with my boy. Where is he at? Where is he at? So I go. They say, well, Mr. Chama, I I understand. I appreciate that. You might not want to go. in." I said, I'm going in there. If you'll let me in there, I'm going in. I don't care. I I made a promise. He said, he hadn't been awake for 14 days. He's probably not even going to know you there. I said, I don't care. I'm still going to go. And I began to have the privilege to pray for that guy. And he opened his eyes. And he looked at me. And ain't nobody going to tell me any different that he didn't know what we were talking about. Now, he went home to be with the Lord a day later. But you know what? I had the privilege to go. It wasn't comfortable. I still tear up, think about it. But you know what? I wasn't going to let him go when his daddy told me, said, can you just go see my boy and pray with him? Would you just go do that? You might not have to do that, but there might be something else that God wants you to just go across the street, invite somebody. I thought about this other thing. Stay. I'm going to pull it down real fast. I thought about my dad last night after I was thinking about that. My dad was a coal miner uh, and went from there and he went in the military and, and all that's of cool stuff. Um, but I don't know. Everett probably knows about a lot of this stuff. Coal mining is not a real Fancy business, and my dad would get in what they call about 18 inches of coal or maybe 24 inches of coal, okay? That's what he'd spend his all night in. I know you guys have done some of the stuff, too. Lay on his side and chip out coal. That's when he's 17, 18 years old. Oh, did I happen to tell you I had to do that because my grandfather got stuck in a mine and got burned up real bad and couldn't work for a while. So there's still three more sisters and my grandmother, and they're living in a coal camp. Have you ever heard that Tennessee Ernie Ford owe my soul to the company store? Well, I learned what that meant. They got you. Oh, you want a job? Yeah, we need a job, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to need a hat, a helmet, this, that, and everything. We don't have any money. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give this to you, but it's going to come out of your pay. And it's about 17 times more than what it would be anywhere else. See, they got you. Right? So there was a man that came up to my dad. My dad evidently was, was real good in sports. I heard this a couple times. But see, my dad never said nothing about it. And the man told him, but look, if you go and you make the team at Marshall, I'll pay all your college, all your stuff. You come back. You won't be in no hole. You'll be up here running this place. And my dad said, I can't. Boy, don't you hear what I'm telling you? I'm gonna get you out of that hole right there and I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I'm gonna give you a chance. All you gotta do is make the team. We know you can make the team. You can make the team, it's gonna change your world. He said, I can't. Gotta take care of my family. Wow. So we stayed. And then my dad figured out that you can make a little bit more money lighting coal, being a coal shooter right? That means dynamite and all that stuff. So you go in one leg of this, you're supposed to turn around and put the dynamite in here, then come back out and blow it up. And then you go back in here and do another one and blow it up. But see, you know what? You want to be safe, right? No, you want to make the money. So he would go over here and then go back over here and lay over here and blow that side over there and then come back out and he could do twice as much. So you get paid more. I didn't say he was always smart. I'm just saying you're trying to do what you could for a family. So that was his stay. But God opened up a door later where he could go. He got to serve his country, meet my mom, finish the rest the story, still take care of that. I don't want to make it about my dad. I want to make it about my heavenly father. In the midst of that, God was still faithful. He was faithful in the go. He was faithful in to stay. And I'll bring this into there. I talked about different folks. I'll talk about me, even when we stray. How about that? God is still willing to forgive us. God is still willing to work in your life. It sets you back on the path, amen? I don't know anybody that I've ever met face-to-face that hadn't strayed. I'm not trying to minimize that or anything else. They said there's only one that came through here without sending his name's Jesus. And I plan to take the rest of my breath and the rest of my days and the rest of my time to point people to him. Amen? That's the plan in my life. How about you? Because we will always come to a crossroads. Look at this. There will be times in our life that we might get something like this. Might not be as, as, as deep as this. But just remember, even in the midst of this, God is faithful. Look at this. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. you. Say, how does that affect me? We need to know that God leads, that God supplies, that God is faithful. He might say go. He might say stay. And I tell you this. He will welcome you even when you do stray to come back home. So I don't know where you're at in this message today, but I can promise you this. There's a crossroad that you're at or a crossroad coming up at a Nesson intersection. Please remember some of these things that God had put on your heart through this message to hold firm to him. Let's go back to a few things. It's a guarantee things are gonna change. Things are going to change, but God doesn't. Look at this. We can always take steps towards our destiny, but we need to be following the Lord and hearing from the Lord and getting his direction. And lastly, look at this. Whether we go, we stay, or even when we stray, God is faithful. Somebody say amen. amen. Lord, thank you so much for this day and this message and the time to come together, Lord. I praise you that even though the crossroads are difficult, to be honest, many times in my life they've been necessary. Necessary to get my eyes off myself and get my eyes back on you. Lord, I pray that we follow your path. And today, Lord, I want to share your path with others so that they will know when they take their last breath here that they will have a secure home in heaven because of what you have done. Our sin separates us from a holy God. But our loving God made a way for us to come back to him through Jesus Christ. There had to be a life given so a life could be restored. And all the other lives had sin. But the one that knew no sin came to be sin for us, so to speak. He had it cast upon him The Lord Jesus came and lived a life without sin and willingly laid his life down for you. You got to make it personal. You got to make it personal. You got to make it personal. So today, if you've ever, never, ever made it personal, today's the day. Would you call on the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin? We ask the Lord to come into your life, forgive you. Lord, today I believe that you you are the son of God. Lord, I believe that you paid my, my sin debt in full. Lord, today I'm trusting that you are the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. It's not just words. It's by faith. Will you receive it by faith? Lord, I call on you today to forgive me of my sin. Lord, I call on you today, Lord, to set me in the family of God. Forgive me, Lord, and draw me close to you, so that I'll walk the remainder of these days out in a way that's honoring you and pointing others to your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, if you got any question about the message today, please drop us a line, share the message. I pray that you're encouraged. We love you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Somebody get the Lord